Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Welcome on board. We done. <laughs> Joe and I are here preparing for a great show. We, we're in the process of getting everything lined up for a great show, but we're not ready yet. No, we aren't. Well, the hour came upon us too quickly. All right. Yeah, we got stuff to do. I don't have my coffee. I have it heated up, but it's not yet filled up. So. Oh, would you want me to go fill your no, coffee? No, no, no. I am good, good, good. Uh, it's not in my contract, but as a, just being a decent, kind person and... A little stupid, perhaps, but decent and kind. I'll go get you your coffee. Oh, no, no, no. I did bring it in. It's in. It's just oh, I just okay. have to top it off. I'll do that later. You don't have to. But thank you very much. You are kind. Uh, Waldorf is kind, generous. And stupid. A little bit forgetful. And a little and, bit yes. of garbage here and there. Jeez Louise. And I am Statler, and uh, we are Waldorf and Statler, and we are uh, Muppets who are elderly and forget a lot of things and have a lot of gray hair. So, although And they're white. <laughs> white, yeah, white. <laughs> Anglo-Saxon, older man, uh, and uh, maybe conservative deep down. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We hope to enjoy open phones today. We'll kind of pick up where we left off yesterday, talking about this Durham filing, where Joe and I were both uh, accused of being stupid and uh, treasonous for pointing out that uh, these uh, elements in the Durham filing should be investigated, that uh, individual companies with ties to the Clinton campaign were using, uh, in some cases readily available information to try to track down whether Donald Trump had ties to Russia or not. Uh, one of our good listeners pointed out that there were no new revelations in that. All of that's been talked about, which would be explained one reason why the mainstream media is taking the opportunity not to pay significant attention to it. Uh, so we can talk about that. We have both the Wall Street Journal articles about that recently and uh, America's First News with Gordon Deal talked about it today. So I have that queued up and I put it on double speed so we don't have to right. listen to the whole segment. And I was I was told yesterday I should oppose or rather apologize to Adam Schiff. Well, I, I put together some stuff as to reason I won't. An article, for, an article. Well, let's hold on then. Okay, okay, so you're ahead. ready with that. All, All right. right. When when do I get my chance? I'm coming up. At the coming bit. up. Uh, is there anything we need to read on the right hand side? Oh, I see one of our listeners. I think it's a great advantage for Dr. Oz that uh, he's campaigning, showing him kissing his new Hollywood star. Uh, I think it's an unfair advantage. One of our listeners says the star on the Hollywood Boulevard is no advantage. Uh, what it what it does is bring out the crazies. Look at the Trump. Star. That's right. Trump does have a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Right. And he won Pennsylvania one time, too. So Yes. Um, I think the Hollywood... See, I, I think that's really going to help Dr. Oz. I think it's unfair they should have waited until after the senatorial campaign. And Dr. Oz moves to Pennsylvania specifically to run for Senate, and he should be a Pennsylvanian. There's no Pennsylvanians that have Hollywood Walk of star Stars. There's a, another one right anyway. below that uh, that I think is extremely relevant. Please. It says it's John Durham. Isn't it, a path- isn't it pathetic? There's a left wing and a right-wing news media. Shouldn't there just be a media that gives who, what, where, when, and why? 
Yeah, there is. It's called the BBC. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not, not American. The, <laughs> no, nothing in the U.S. Well, and I think a lot of this is uh, people hear their perspective. So if I hear a Fox News clipping, I know 100% that it has a taint, and I can see it right there. Joe reads it, and he says, well, this might lean a little left. Or we looked at the Hill. We've been reading some articles from them, and I, I think we can agree they lean left a little bit. But it's almost objective. But uh, Joe sees it as a little bit more uh, left-leaning than I do. So I think that taints what you see in here is your political perspective now. So uh, even well, if there were, if you could I'll empirically you show there's an objective media, we wouldn't agree on it. Taint balanced, I'll tell you that. Oh, thank you. Yes, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, if there were somebody that's objective. I used to think AP uh, was uh, objective, but now we can show, and certainly in political stories, that uh, the key words and adjectives uh, help us do that. Uh, Lawrence's worthless uh, lean scale. All right. Oh, Politico. Politico. This is a story from last year. Politico. Representative Adam Schiff, who chairs the House Intelligence Committee, Intelligence Committee, said that quote, "There's a direct evidence of collusion between Donald Trump's presidential campaign and Russia." That's that's an, an unequivocal statement. That's what he said. Representative Adam Schiff, who chairs the House Intelligence Committee, said that there's a direct evidence of collusion between Donald Trump's presidential campaign and Russia. Then he said on CBS, Representative Adam Schiff of California, the top Democrat on the House Intelligence Committee, said Sunday, there is, quote, plenty of evidence of collusion or conspiracy in plain sight regarding the Trump campaign in Russia. When did he say that? That was on Face the Nation last year, last year. When, the, when Trump was being investigated and all this was going on. Now, the Wall Street Journal said, and this is more recent, America expects the, pol- pol- the politicians will lie, but sometimes the examples are so brazen that they deserve special notice. Newly released congressional testimony shows that Adam Schiff spread falsehoods shamelessly about Russia and Donald Trump for three years, even as his own committee gathered contrary evidence. And the Boston Herald, among others, said House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff has been feeding the American people misinformation for years. He used his position, replete with access to information and people in the know, to distribute wild accounts of Russian collusion with the Trump campaign. The effect was to frighten and alarm millions of Americans, sowing division between neighbors, toxifying our discourse, and raising anxieties. So I will not apologize to Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff needs to apologize to the American people. Well, and I think disseminating widespread disinformation has become part of the shtick in Washington, you know, whether it's Adam Schiff or President Obama or or President Trump or President Bush, uh, President H.W. Bush. It's just part of what they do. You know, they come up with a set of facts that they that the alternative facts that they're going to use and they use them. Sure. Everybody uh, picks the argument that best uh, best helps their side. That's only natural. But you have to be, I guess, capable enough or willing enough to dig into it to determine where the truth lies. And usually it's in the middle between where the people on the left are saying it is and where the people on the right are saying it is. Right. We can't even see the truth if we were to find it. All right. Well, what's if your... it bit us in the posterior, we might know we were bitten. <laughs> we, we feel a pinch. <laughs> okay. All right. I love that illustration. We can use that. You might make the promo reel with that one. Okay. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please do check them out at sunburymotors.com. Join our conversation. I guess we're alluding to bias, our own bias, plus that in the media, plus uh, using misinformation in Washington, D.C. to your advantage, Um, most famous of which would be, I just went to go see the doctor that I was allowed to keep. 
Only the trouble is I right. had to change doctors. And I like my policy. I could keep my plan, too. You're right. Yeah, that was like four plans ago. Uh, our toll-free line open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. Oh, my other favorite is weapons of mass destruction definitely exist, so we just have to go <laughs> get them. Anyway, email us at onthemarketwkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. You know, and I think uh, President Trump got uh, a lot of grief for it, but really... He was just pointing out the actual truth and that different politicians use alternative facts for their remarks. He got in trouble for actually calling it alternative facts, but we know political leaders in Washington and in Harrisburg use their own facts all the time. All right, 1-800-795-9565. we got open lines. Uh, is that it on the uh, the uh, relevant Yes, that's text? about it. Okay, perfect. All right. Brent, you're on the mark. Thank you so much for calling in. Go right ahead. Um, yes, I, I, I'd like to talk about Adam Schiff and a lot of the false information that was given to the American people. And the reality that is that if a regular American goes into a Senate hearing and lies to the Senate, they can be prosecuted with a felony. But if a uh, senator comes to the American people and has a criminal investigation of this logic going before a, a big Senate hearings, and then they lead misleading information to the people, why shouldn't these people also be prosecuted? Like, for example, Adam Schiff and all these people who were involved in this, and they knew they were giving misinformation to the American people, and none of these people are being prosecuted. I would like to know why that is. Well, the Durham investigation may lead to prosecutions. It's already led to indictments, three of them so far. One of them an attorney for the Democratic Party who apparently was uh, employed by represent or by uh, Vice Kemp President um, um, Clinton, Clinton campaign. Yeah, Clinton campaign. Secretary of State. Uh, well, she but was Vice President. My, no, sorry, Secretary of State. My point is this. People are saying, oh, well, Adam Schiff, should, Adam Schiff should apologize to the American people. No, I don't think there should be an apology. I think that man should be prosecuted. Well, so far he hasn't lied under oath. He said what he said um, to the media. He provided false information to a Senate committee. Well, then he should be prosecuted. Mm, well, but like we pointed out, this idea of alternative facts has been around in Washington for a while. Is it criminal when you present alternative facts? You know, when President Trump used to say that I had the most uh, people at my this inauguration of anybody. This is word semantics, Mark. Okay. This is word semantics. And that, but okay? that's not what Schiff is when, doing. When, when you have someone, listen, it's been proven that this stuff was a lie. And there, there's no doubt that it was also proven that when Hillary Clinton had obtained this, they, they all knew that she obtained this under false pretenses. Now, they're going after Hillary Clinton's lawyer, and hopefully they flip him into testifying maybe against certain people. I'm hoping that happens. But, listen, the American people are tired of... Um, unequal justice, unequal balances, where people who have a hundred lawyers, they can sweep it under the rug. Whereas if it's an American person like me, 
oh my god, they'll give me 10 felonies. That's true. Could be. You know, and then there's the other issue here. The Media Research Center found that ABC, CBS, and NBC evening newscasts alone, alone, spent a whopping 2,634 minutes covering the investigations into alleged Russia collusion through July 20th, 2019. That's nearly one-fifth of all these broadcasts, Trump coverage, and it cast a huge, a huge shadow on his presidency. And now they don't even want to cover the Durham investigation because that that, that, that runs counter to what they want us to believe. Well, I think they've covered it. They just didn't cover this latest filing. Right. But they, they, they also did this on a sitting president. This, was, this wasn't just any, like, thing that they were just throwing out there. This was a way to defame a sitting president. This should be treason. What did they do to a sitting president? Defamed him. They, well, they provided this fake dossier for one. Okay, they provided false information to take and uh, what, what? What's the word I'm looking for when they take a president out of office? Impeach. What, what, impeachment. They tried to impeach him on false information, and they were spying on him during the time when he was running for president. Right, he was impeached but not convicted. They they had in his buildings spy equipment in his buildings. They actually proved it. All right, we got you down. Er, Brett, thank you so much for calling in. Yeah, really thanks, appreciate, Brett, appreciate it. it. Take yep. care. Thanks for calling in. All right, 1-800-795-9565, your view on the Durham filing. Uh, some folks saying it's old news, uh, no new accusations, uh, but, of course, the uh, right-wing media is having a meltdown. Other folks say uh, no big deal. Uh, this has all been talked about before, and uh, the media is focusing on the Ukraine and the Olympics and <laughs> and other happy stories. All right, to be continued. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Anyway, all right. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. The text basket is empty at the moment. If you sent an important one yesterday and we didn't get it, resend it. All right. With that, Dennis has been very patiently waiting. Go ahead, sir. You're on the mark. Yes. Good morning. Um, I was on at the end of the show yesterday talking about uh, Pence and the 12th Amendment, and, of course, we ran out of time. Um, Basically, I'll just review what I said that. You know, a lot of the media got caught up with the, you know, throwing the words out there. He didn't have a right, the power or authority or whatever to overturn the election. And according to the 12th Amendment, his his sole, you know, action that he needed to take was open the certificates and have them counted. 
he couldn't, like, you know, reject part of them. Once they're open, you have to open all of them according to the 12th Amendment. But he did have the option to say, you know, explain why there was a lot of irregularities and stuff, and he said he will not open them. And according to the amendment, it gets automatically given to the House of Representatives, and then they have to, you know, examine it. And, you know, with each person representing from their state, they more or less have to do, like, the, more of the investigation that was overlooked. And like they said, Pence could have explained that, you know, he's an honorable man, and he, he could have explained to the people that there were so many things and so many questions that I'm not going to open these. I don't think there were that many questions in his mind. I think he's a rational person and saw that the election was, you know, while each, while some states may have done things that changed the election at the last minute, legally, even though uh, improperly in my view, but legally, the election was sealed and the, the President Trump's fate was known, and I think he knew that. So that's why he didn't. I think if there had been widespread criminal, you know, if everything the pillow man said was true in his video and all these other things, if everything the right. President said was true at the time the president at the time said was true then i think he probably would overturn it but he he knew it wasn't true well i i guess in his mind yes it's true i, I it's just that the obvious controversy and even the president at the time you know trump was giving them pressure to you know stop this of course trump probably wasn't expressing himself the way he should have maybe but on this <laughs> it, it, it is interesting that there is this 12th amendment which i didn't know about until i read this article and the man's you know, pretty sharp, who wrote this, uh, John Hall with this name. And I said, hmm, that's interesting. I never looked at it from that. And, of course, you know, most of our Constitution and, you know, Bill of Rights always has a clause in there. So just wanted to throw that out there that, you know, that is being looked at. So. But you know what's interesting to me, Dennis, and I go back again, I, I hate to keep whipping a dead horse, but the media does deserve, I think, a, a fair amount of criticism for the way it behaves. For example, the left-wing media is ignoring the Durham report to a large extent, and the right-wing media is ignoring the fact that there does appear to be some issue with Donald Trump's financial dealings and his company uh, as being investigated. His own uh, accounting firm dumped him and said they you couldn't rely on the reports they filed for him because they now believe the information may have been inaccurate. So, I mean, that needs to be reported, too. Well, on his behalf, I looked up at one time on Wikipedia and his holdings. You know, when you look on Wikipedia, there's usually a four-inch square of what, you know, their background and everything is. Trump literally has, like, four pages of <laughs> holdings, like, like from wineries to chocolate factories to how many hotels and ISIS. How can you even keep it straight? Even if you had a board of 20, you know, accountants, I, it's, it's incredible the holdings this man has. So, you know, I'm sure there's irregularities. I'm not saying there isn't. I'm just saying that it's not an easy task like you and I just to file or, you know, income <laughs> tax return. So, All right. We got you. Thank anyway, you so I much, even, Dennis. I don't even do my own, Dennis. I have somebody to it because I don't want to mess it up. <laughs> Yeah, I agree, Joe. Thank All right. you. Well, whoever does yeah. Joe's yep. taxes is a star performer. We're certain of that. Stan, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Yeah, Mark, you just made a statement that there was some uh, changes in the election system, but they were legal. Actually, when the 
governor, the judges, and the secretary of state make changes to the voting laws, they're not legal because the legislature has sole authority to make those changes. No, the state Supreme Court doesn't agree with you. I, I think you, you and I could argue what you say is true, but if the state Supreme Court says, no, we, we're looking at the state constitution and we're looking at what was done and it's perfectly legal, then uh, you we're, and I ha- we have to go by that standard. But that doesn't change our opinion. No, the U.S. Constitution says that all voting laws are held sent back to the state legislatures. No, it not doesn't the say that. Courts, I don't think it says that. Not the state governor. It says it back to. It sends it to the state. It doesn't send it back to the legislatures. Yes, it does. The states make the rules. The legislature in the states make laws, not the courts, not the governor, the legislature. That's the way it is all across the board, whether it's the federal, local, or state lo- uh, government. All right. Well, I'll have to see that. You could be right. He I, is I, right. Okay. It does say that it's specifically sent to the state legislatures, not just to the well, states, but to the legislature. All the states. But who makes the laws in the states? The legislature. Well, that's fine, but what you, you would stand, you're misquoting the Constitution. I'm flagging you well, on I don't it. Have it in and, front of me, so yeah. and you're telling me I'm wrong. You're either wrong or you're right. In this case, you are wrong. If the Constitution in the country doesn't say it's up to the state legislatures to determine, it's up to the states. Now, the states are certainly, the laws are drafted in the legislature, but they are determined by the courts, the state Supreme Courts in Pennsylvania's case, no, but and I, the I governor signs them. I so, think what you're missing is that there was no specific legislation enacted that allowed what happened in Pennsylvania in 2016 to happen, or 2020 to happen. I get it. Unfair, improper. You and I are there. But I'm telling you, the state Supreme Court says that's the system. That's how it works. That's perfectly <laughs> well, legal. Yeah. Well, Mark, yeah, unless it was it, challenged, and it should have been to the United States Supreme it Court. It was, but the, the Supreme Court said, wait, wait, wait. The States state, run elections. Right. Not state legislators. Well, but who else is going to draw up the legislation in the state? Who, who's well, going to draw the bill? That, obviously, that makes representatives it and senators, but the governor has to sign it, and the courts have to interpret it. So it's a, it turns it back to this whole machine, not just to the legislature. But there was nothing to interpret in the action that was taken in 2020. Was not was extra legal. Now, granted, the motivation may have been decent to try and help people vote during a pandemic, <laughs> but there still was no supporting legislation for what was done. All right, go ahead. Stan. Yeah, so, you know, that is what it is because that'll <laughs> flesh itself out. Like I've said, all this will flesh itself out in 20, 25 years, but by then it's too late to matter, really. But as far as the three, four, five tiered legal system we have in this country, something needs to be done about that. Because we all know that if there's irrefutable evidence that Hillary Clinton and whoever else attempted to commit commit a coup against the sitting president of the United States yeah, they, nothing will happen to him. <laughs> almost, like the, almost like the ones he uh, was willing to perpetrate himself. That's well, funny. Oh, wait a minute, Mark. A sitting president can't commit a coup against himself. I'm sorry. A coup is to remove the president. <laughs> can't happen. No, well, would you, would, you, would you consider that perhaps the goal on January 6th amounted to a coup? No. Attempted coup? Trying to overthrow no, the government of the United because, States? Well, 
I don't know what those people were trying to do. They committed a riot. Ooh, they were rioting. Answer. And I will say that till the, the end of the day. They were they committed a riot. But they didn't all do that. No. For some reason, someone left them into the Capitol. Not all of oh, them. Geez. But those big 20,000-pound doors that are electrically locked from the inside were unlocked. Who did that? Had nothing to do with we the really people who were smashing the windows we'll to get in. we'll never find right? that out because this... <laughs> stupid commission that they have down there that's partisan as all get out will never look at all the security tapes and they'll never release all 14,000 hours of the security tapes to put all the evidence out there. Right. Why would that be? But as I recall, the the woman who was tragically shot was coming through a window, not through a door. No, oh, she's coming through a well, door. That, oh, that, yeah, she climbing was inside through a the door building. window. All right. Okay. She was inside the building. But for them to get in the building, my understanding is the big brass, copper, steel doors that are there that the main doors that they went through weigh about 20,000 pounds Well, that piece. may be true for some of the people and somehow. they're electronically locked. I think those doors were opened by people who were on the inside uh, that had it's, broken that's inside. That's his point. But that had broken inside, weren't uh, staff. How'd they break or, in, Mark? Uh, there's probably latches on I don't know, but I, watch the, uh, th- the uh, I think it's what the New York Times video shows all the entrances <laughs> and how they got in and it's right. cobbled together. So you you might learn right. something, so, so Stan. So those cops that moved the barricades away and told the people to come on in, they didn't let the people in. Right. It was actually that's legitimate. The ones I see there's, that's the problem. There's, <laughs> I think there was two or three right. different sides of the building that people were coming from. Right, well, on the one go. side, there was violence. The other side, the cops left them in. Well, they were tourists. But we can't see all right. that. They were normal tourists. <laughs> they, normal they stayed tourists. within the stanchions, and they were as legitimate political kid discourse. I got right. you. All right, Stan, no, thank no, you so much. legitimate about what happened down there. All right, we got to go. On any side, Got to go. Got to go. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Dan. Yep, yeah, really a appreciate it. Hey, you, you always too, say buddy. they were tourists. I thought I would. Mock well, no, them. I didn't say that. I'm just <laughs> quoting your good Republican colleagues. <laughs> All right. Uh, and Cindy points out that Article One, Section Four, Clause One of the Constitution says the times, places, and manner of holding elections for senators and representatives shall be prescribed in each state by the legislature thereof. But the Congress may at any time, by law, make or alter such regulations, except as to the places of choosing senators. All right, I stand corrected. Great, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Still, the legislature's laws are subject to the governor's signature and the courts. So that's, you know, the legislature set up the Department of State to run the election, and that's what they did. You're listening to WDK, okay, Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe's across from me. Wow. Hey, man. I'm eating crow, enjoying a f- misstatement of the U.S. Constitution. So it's for the second day in a row I'm stupid. <laughs> I'm on a roll. <laughs> All right. Well, that's what happens when you're Statler. Your brain's just not working as well as could be. We would invite you to call in with more corrections of me. Or if Joe were to say something false, call in and correct him. The man who never does anything 
anything false would be Mr. Rob Seller, our fabulous producer, taking great care of us, making sure callers get right on the radio when they call in. So we uh, always appreciate his help and hard work. He's on the other side of the glass, ready to answer the phone. On the mark, sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. And we have the Wall Street Journal clipping where they talk about the fact that uh, the uh, it's basically old news that was in the Durham filing on uh, Friday. No big revelations there, so we can read that. We also have America's First News with Gordon Deal that was talking about that uh, this morning, so we can talk about that. Now, America's First News quotes the Wall Street Journal article, so they're really part and parcel, one and the same. So uh, really just one element there. Uh, Joe's not apologizing to Adam Schiff in part because he says, uh, Adam Schiff's a liar. <laughs> we can verify that based on the fact that he said there was incontrovertible, verifiable proof that uh, the President Trump colluded with Russia to overthrow the 2020 election, right? 2020 election? No, 2016. 2016 election. That's what I thought. Okay. I'm, I, my brain did a little flag on that. Okay. So uh, we can keep talking about that. Maybe there's something else. Uh, we're going to do some news headlines. Maybe there's something in the news you wish to talk about. We have open phones right now. one 800-795-9565. On the topic of the big steel doors, one of our listeners says, I'd be willing to bet those doors are controlled from a remote, secured location. So that we appreciate reasonable. that. Yeah. Another listener says, Chris yesterday said, Joe and Mark are stupid. Does anyone ever get to challenge those sources that he's using for that? All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at onthemark at WDKOK.com, and you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. One of our listeners did that and send the note. President Biden just ordered the release of President Trump's White House logs to the U.S. Congress. Keep up the great job, President Biden. And they should be released. It says, uh, yeah. Yeah, transparency's better, right? right? All right, some very brief news headlines. We'd love to hear from you. 1-800-795-9565. COVID-19 trends continue downward statewide. That's great news. In Tuesday's update, State Department of Health reported just 2,400 new statewide cases, so far below the 10,000 or more in recent weeks. In the Valley, there are 49 new cases, including 29 in Northumberland County. 177 new statewide COVID-19 deaths are reported. One of those was in a resident of Union County. The Department of Health also says 113 fewer people are hospitalized, no change in the local hospitalizations. COVID fatigue has set in among students parents, staff, and teachers at the Lewisburg Area School District. Lewisburg Area School District Superintendent Dr. Jennifer Palinchuk-Baugh talked to the League of Women Voters of the Lewisburg Area, saying that teachers, for example, are overwhelmed. They have to take care of contact tracing or deal with COVID issues, and then they don't get their regular work done. So they're not taking their time off, which is not healthy either. She also talked about the shortage of school administrators, shortage of superintendents and uh, principals. You can hear more about her remarks at WKOK.com. Two clippings from WHTM-TV. The first, uh, also being reported by AP, says that Pennsylvania State Senator and Republican candidate for Governor Doug Mastriano has been subpoenaed by the January 6th committee over his alleged efforts to 
falsely declare Donald Trump the winner of the 2020 election. In a statement released uh, Tuesday, the committee alleged Mastriani was part of a plan to arrange for an alternate slate of electors from Pennsylvania for former governor or former President Trump and reportedly spoke with President Trump about post-election activities. The committee released its letter to Mastriano saying, quote, this is from the letter to Mastriano, we understand that Mastriano was present during the attack and that he witnessed attacks on officers based on publicly available information and information produced to the select committee. We believe that you have documents and information that are relevant to the select committee's investigation. For example, we understand you have knowledge and participated in a plan to arrange for an alternate slate of electors to be to, pre- to be presented to the president to the Senate January 6, 2021, and we understand that you spoke with former President Trump about your post-election activities. We understand you participated in the activities based on assertions of voter fraud and other asserted irregularities and based on a stated belief that under the U.S. Constitution, quote, the legislature has the sole authority to direct the manner of selecting delegates to the Electoral College, unquote. Uh, we have an interest in understanding these activities and theories that motivate them. And then the uh, end, end quote of the whole thing is there. That's quite a document. So, yeah, leading <laughs> candidate for governor, Doug Mastriano. I assume you know, the really uh, the real goal is gotcha, <laughs> but that's not what the letter says. <laughs> right, that's true. Yeah, they put that uh, because you might be right. Oh uh, yeah, you, know, you bring but up some interesting not. points. Let's hear. Let's come on down and talk to <laughs> us. We're anyway. gonna we're gonna give you a fair yeah. hearing here. But at least they're being honest with him. They, they're they're saying, look, we understand that you're part of the uh, stop the steal movement. Good for you. We want to get to the bottom of everything that's associated with this. So we'll, well give who them are who were these? alternate electors. You'd think uh, Lou they Barletta would, was one of them. You would think they'd want to talk to them, too. Why would they allow themselves well, to be well, Barletta submitted? hasn't been uh, subpoenaed yet, but he probably will be. I you would think? think. They seem pretty comprehensive. Uh, well, for some reason, they think this slate of electors is super important. I Lawrence is worthless wisdom, and you I've already proven my knowledge of the U.S. Constitution. I don't think the slate of elections, they don't strike me as that important, the alternate ones. You know, you and I could make a slate. I have a napkin here. We'll write it down. <laughs> so can't we send them in, too? I'm not certain how they I – mean, I thought the electors you, – you used to run for an elector, mm-hmm. uh, and then you were pledged to a specific candidate. But I don't think it works that way anymore. I, I have to go back well, and Well, there look. must be some discretion because – so how would they come up with an alternate set? Well, this was part of the uh, uh, th- the theory to have an alternate slate of electors ready in case some somebody like the vice president or some other method along the way could throw out the real electors for, because of fraud or whatever reason. All right, so that's... Oops, go ahead. Yeah, that's very interesting. Okay, so that's uh, Doug Mastriano. And Dave McCormick is in the news on WHTM-TV as, as well, and I'm just reading the article from the TV's website. This is not uh, rewritten or interpreted or anything. It says, U.S. Senate candidate Dave McCormick's Super Bowl ad is attracting attention outside of Pennsylvania, where he's seeking the Republican Party nomination this spring. The ad, which first aired in the Pittsburgh viewing area on NBC during Sunday's Super Bowl, plays chants of, let's go Brandon, in the background. It's a phrase largely adopted to criticize President Biden. I like that. It's, <laughs> it's to criticize President Biden. No, it's... F- to suggest you, you do something. 
anatomically impossible. Impossible. Okay, yeah. Anyway, anyway, it's played over the chance of local and national headlines focused on the economy, Afghanistan, and crime. The phrase, let's go, Brandon, of course, went phenomenally viral last year and this year. The ad, which was paid for by Dave McCormick for U.S. Senate, has since gone viral with nearly 400,000 plays just on his YouTube page. McCormick's campaign website also features the video, and he says, quote, the issues we are facing are so much bigger than Brandon, said McCormick in a statement to ABC 27 WHTM. Quote, the frustration and anger we are feeling towards failures of our current leadership in Washington is what motivated me to run. Uh, McCormick's campaign says the ad will continue to play as part of a statewide ad by McCormick, a former hedge fund CEO and U.S. Treasury official, joined the crowded Senate race in January in a recent poll conducted by the Trafalgar Group. Remember, we talked about the governor's race uh, polling, and here's the Trafalgar Group's findings on the Senate race. McCormick finished second with 15.9% behind TV personality Doc. Mahmet Oz, uh, more than 21% of the 10,000 or 1,000 likely Pennsylvania GOP voters said they were still undecided. Ozzy's the man. Yeah, you like him. I do. So, And I just think it's so unfair he got that Hollywood Walk of Fame now. The timing was obviously conspiratorial, I say, based on absolutely no evidence at would, all whatsoever. Would you be interested in enhancing your uh, constitutional knowledge? Yes, please. Okay. Always. That we, I wanted to just double-check myself on how electors are chosen. Sec- Article 2, Section 1 of the Constitution states that electors can't be a member of Congress or hold federal office, but left it up to the states. Uh, individual states to figure out everything else. According to the 14th Amendment ratified after the Civil War, electors also can't be anyone who is engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the United States or given aid or comfort to its enemies. The Constitution gave each state a number of electors equal to the combined total of representatives and senators who represent that state in the U.S. Congress. State legislators are responsible for choosing electors, but how they do this varies from state to state. Until the mid-1800s, it was common for many state legislatures to simply appoint electors, while other states let their citizens decide on electors. Today, the most common method of choosing electors is by state party convention. Each political party state convention nominates a slate of electors, and a vote is held at that con- at the convention. In a smaller number of states, electors are chosen by a vote of the state party's central committee. So either way, political parties usually choose people whom they want to reward for their service to and support of the party. Electors can be elected officials or party leaders in the state or people who have some kind of personal or professional connection with the party's candidate. And what do we do in but, Pennsylvania? But here's well we used to we used to vote for them, but I don't think we do anymore. So I think it's probably something like that. But you would think if the vote total went to the Democratic candidate, the Democratic electors chosen by the Democratic Party or however they choose to do it mm-hmm. would be the ones who would be sent to Washington. And if the Republican won the state by the total number number of votes, the opposite would be true. So how could you combine, how could you get an alternate set of electors? The Republicans can't appoint Democratic electors, and the Democrats can't appoint Republican electors, can they? No, and I just think that if... I just think I think it's it's wrong that they did that. They came up with an alternative set of electors, but I don't think it. I think it's like trivia, you know. Like like I said, my coffee cup is on a napkin. If you and I write a, an alternative slate of electors on the napkin and send it to Washington, uh, guess what? Uh, um, 
the people we put down as president aren't going to get nominated. They're not the official ones. This is where we could use John Gordner, because I'm sure if we <laughs> ask him, how are Pennsylvania's electors chosen, he would know. Well, he'll come back in the weeks ahead. So right. He's, he's not due. He was just <laughs> okay. on last yeah, we, week. We can't so. keep bothering him. Well, Gene Yaw would probably know, too. We so. don't want to harass him still further. All right. Well, so, he was just on two weeks ago. Right. All right. Well, there you have it. I mean, it's, I just don't see how it could have been done. So... You know, why why Doug Mastriano would uh, be a, proposing a second set of electors and under what legal argument he would have done so. I, mean, I, I don't blame the commission for wanting to talk to him or the select committee, mm-hmm. I guess. I like that term, the select well, committee. Well, yeah, and they seem to be interested in absolutely everything that relates to this, anything that pops up. They want to know about these big steel doors. They want to know about these fake electors. They want to know about, uh, you know, they want to talk to Doug Mastriano, who, of course, is the uh, main leader of Stop the Steel in Pennsylvania. But, you know, an alternate slate of electors would not be anything that would be in the realm of the, the a precipitating event, would it, for the insurrection, riot, whatever you want to call it? No, I just think it was another arm of the potential ways that folks were trying to make sure that if there was any way that President Trump could stay in power, he would. So I think they they nominated the alternative slate. Now, they may have had a broad conspiracy that well, they were going to try to you know get them to be made the official ones, but that either didn't work or didn't take place. You know, And President Trump was ready to use Homeland Security and National Guard and everybody else to do this, but then, of course, did not do that, chose not to. And that's why I think Rudy Giuliani's test is going to be so important because he was a legal advisor and had advocated for some of these mini coups, some of which he said, okay, let's take over the election this way, and President Trump said no. Okay, well, here's. it seems to me that the scope of the January 6th Select Committee is getting rather broad. Mm-hmm. I want to, as an American citizen, I want to know what if, what, if anything, what guiding hand, if there was a guiding hand, precipitated this riot or insurrection, whatever you want to call it. If it was just happenstance, like, you know, somebody throws the first Molotov cocktail at a, at, 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 at a riot or protest, if that's all it was, then fine. Anybody who aided it and abetted it during or after the fact should be prosecuted. Anybody who participated should be prosecuted. But if there's no guiding hand, then there's no no reason to keep on going. And I would think by now they could have determined whether or not there was a guiding hand. Now, maybe they're accusing Well, we know the, the Oath Keepers were instigators. They were planning to go in and do what they did, you know, to bust into the Capitol. But that doesn't mean anybody they has to... They were planning to bust into well, the Well, yeah, Capitol. that's what the sedition charge is related to, is the conspiracy to... And They've indicted the entire Oath Keepers group or their leaders? No, I think... Nobody's been indicted yet. Dozen? When they've been arrested. They've been uh, arrested and charged. But uh, I think a a dozen or so. Okay. Uh, Members of Oath Keepers. Right, 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 right. That are facing the conspiracy to... did they charge them with, with precipitating it or just participating in it? Uh, That's the well, question. I, I don't want to say because I'm not 100% clear, but they are charged with conspiracy to commit sedition. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We'd love more fact-checkers to keep uh, sending us great information. You can email us at onthemarket.com or text us at 70236. One of my friends says, Marks, if you would stop lying, we wouldn't need so many facts checkers. Thank you. These are my friends texting me. Okay, see, that's pretty works out nicely. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Well, that's Appreciate true, that. of course. Yes, that's true. That's right. 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarket.com and text us at 70236.
There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, welcome back. Thank you so much, Rob Center, being a fabulous producer. Very much appreciated. Chris is, has risen to the occasion with more factual information to offset my many lies. Go ahead, sir. You're on the mark. Well, uh, Dan Marino was an elector in the, for, for Trump. Tom Marino, you mean? Tom, I mean, yeah, Tom Marino. Before... Uh, before uh, the election, but he refused to participate in the second in the Mastriano debacle. Oh, wow! Okay, good for him. And he uh, so they appointed somebody else in his stead, just the substitute for people who wouldn't. I think there were several who refused to participate, and they re- they uh, they. Uh, they refused to participate, so they were just substituted for. So they weren't there prior to election, only post-election. Is it legal to promulgate a fake set of electors? Uh, well, as much as they sent uh, c- copies to the official places claiming to be electors, they were. Now, in Pennsylvania's case, that's muddled a bit where it isn't in the other states. Uh, I think two of the states did something like Pennsylvania, where they said, if the electors get thrown out uh, by judicial or other processes because of the, because of the uh, uh, things that are discovered or found, and, they, they, and the election was fraudulent or cheated somehow, then these are the electors we want to send. And they sent it to the official places. In other places, they attested they were the electors and the, the ones that won the election. <laughs> well, that's not right. Well, in Pennsylvania... That's, that's, uh, Pennsylvania, I think there were two of the six states or seven states, whatever it is, that uh, had some sort of modifying clause. The others did not. But in Pennsylvania, each party's nominee chooses their electoral college electors, and the winning candidate's party submits its list to the governor to be certified. Okay, well, I guess they never submitted it to the governor either. But that's <laughs> why I don't guess. see how an alternate list but would we'll have any see, value. I don't know. Well, I mean, there's no way an alternate list would have any value unless it was submitted to and certified by the governor. 
Well, uh, that was certainly not the case that they were certified. They did send it to the official places in Washington that the certification goes to. The National Archives and uh, the Congress. <laughs> Maybe they thought nobody would notice. <laughs> and so, and uh, about your uh, the about the collusion in the election. Russian collusion, uh, absolutely. The only thing you've said that he said that you are upset about what Schiff said was a lie was that there was collusion between the Trump campaign, not Trump, the Trump campaign, and Russia. And I believe Mueller's report listed something like 100 to 150 contacts between the campaign and Russia which seems rather excessive for any other campaign that's ever been had. But yeah. for a U.S.-centric campaign. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, but, and also, there was Michael Flynn who sent the, the data to the, gave the data to the Ukrainian, pro-Russian Ukrainians who were instituted, who were part of the the guy was the leader of the, the head of the Russian campaign to influence the election through the, all the Facebook stuff and all Facebook and stuff and so forth. And they gave the, the election information, polling information to the Russians from the Republican National Committee polling on the election. They gave that to Russia. So and he used the he used the word collusion instead of conspiracy which is a legal term collusion is not a legal term and that's what Schiff said he said there's so plenty I'm of evidence sure. of, he said there's and plenty your, of evidence your newspapers pardon, Chris uh, just a second your your newspapers who said it I think that was the editorial opinions of both those papers that was not the reporters reporting on any information he gave that was false. He, well, he said there's the, plenty the of... editorial opinion of, uh, that they were false. And why would they have such an opinion if they didn't believe it was true? Well, maybe because they were pro-Trump. I don't I know. I see. So, in other words, well... In other event, on CBS, Schiff said there's plenty of evidence of collusion or conspiracy in plain sight. And on uh, from Politico, they quote him as saying there's he has seen direct evidence of collusion between Donald Trump's presidential campaign and Russia. Right. He has seen right. it. Right, and there was. Well, where? Why wasn't it? Why wasn't it? Uh, why weren't there it was prosecutions? In the report. There were. Uh, <laughs> why weren't people indicted? Why weren't people indicted? If there well, was, you'll have to ask Barr that, I guess, or whoever. Not was Barr. I'd have to. At that I, I would I say the Mueller campaign specifically should have made a referral. Don't you think they had the power to make a criminal referral? They, they have. They, I don't know if they did or not. They didn't. I, I assume they didn't, but they were. And I would also point out that that was not in the articles of impeachment. I don't believe. So when you, put, you can connect the impeachment to the collusion charges, I don't think that's well, accurate either. That, I'm not talking about impeachment. I'm talking but about you did, Representative Schiff. Your caller did. Your oh, okay. caller did. That he was talking about the collusion and, and causing the impeachment. All right. 
Anything else, Chris? Oh well, you can you you can go back to if you want to go back to people being possibly indicted or uh, being put down for that. Look at all the false statements that uh, the the investigation of Hillary Clinton's committee uh, was doing and the things they leaked that were blatantly false, misquotes, and so forth. And there was there was piles of them, and that was the during the during the election season. Okay. So I think you should be looking at both sides in those things. And I didn't I didn't ever say anything about. I think Durham was obviously appointed to investigate this for definitely political reasons, but everything's for a political reason, so you can make of that what you want. <laughs> but we have no, uh, it, it seems to be, uh, you only look at that when it's one side. All right. And well, the, the, the stuff about the show being stupid, it's when you spend one day a week on the f- totally bogus stuff about buying poke. Uh, uh, crack pipes for addicts, and then, and then you do the whole thing on the Durham report where they weren't saying you it was treasonous. You said both of you were agreeing to well, that. I said if it's true, it would be treasonous. But it turns yeah, out it was and, all. And, but what you were saying, if it was true, they were if they were topping Trump's phones and everything. But that seems not to be the case either. They were collecting phone information. I don't have any idea whether it was legal or illegal, but it was just sources of phone calls and the types of phones they were going to, which apparently you can somehow. Right, illegally. That's over my head, too. So I don't know exactly it? what was going on there, but and sure, investigate it. But that's what you were saying yesterday, that show, was mainly false because you were talking about tapping the phones and listening in on Trump's phone calls and things like that. Gotcha. All right. Noted. Okay. Yeah, thank you so much. One of our listeners says, cite your sources, too, in the future, which obviously we can't go back and have you cite them all now, but they want you to cite your sources, too, because they want to be as knowledgeable as you are. All right. We're going to take a quickie break. When we come back, 1-800-795-9565. We'd love to hear from you. And we're going to play America's First News with Gordon Deal. Quickie Durham comment from this morning. We got the Wall Street to journal clipping in front of us, so we'll talk about that when we come back. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 1-800-795-9565. One of our listeners says, Chris thinks he has all the answers, but he seems to have none. Okay. Anyway, gee, Chris, uh, who were the Russian contacts and what was the reason for the contacts? What's your source? Schiff lied, as are you, Chris, as one of our listeners. Boy, somebody's wound up today. Next one, Joe. Why hasn't Ray Epps been arrested yet? He was seen urging people into the Capitol. And then uh, the letters are happy Biden, or the, le- the letters are happy Biden released Trump White House visitor logs. But why hasn't Biden released the visitor logs for his beach house, where he spends so much time. <laughs> and then if a court determines a law doesn't meet constitutional muster, then it is struck down, not changed. That's the legislature's job. The courts violated. And that's correct. Right. Yep. I agree with that. And, uh, but the see, Supreme Court said, no, you guys fight it out. You get as far as you can in your state. And yes, the governor signed the election law. The Secretary of State is to enact these as written, not change it to suit their whims. The courts can't just change things. Right. And that's from Stan uh, in response to me. 
Right. And finally, oh, in response to the big uh, lawsuit settlement, guns don't kill, but gun makers are responsible. Remington to pay $73 million to Sandy Hook school shooting survivors. All right, Durham filing. This was an article that was on America's First News with Gordon Deal today. Uh, it's kind of long, so I have it playing double speed. It doesn't always sound like this. Legal memos filed in recent days in the case against a former lawyer for the 2016 Clinton campaign, Michael Sussman, reignited disputes over special counsel John Durham's continuing probe into the origins of the FBI's investigation into ties between the Trump campaign and Russia. More from this morning's Mike Gavin. Mr. Durham says his office would show at Mr. Sussman's trial that people affiliated with Donald Trump's Democratic opponent, Hillary Clinton, worked to exploit non-public Internet traffic data they had access to, including from the White House, to establish a narrative tying Mr. Trump to Russia. The Wall Street Journal says the filing suggested the data included the early days of the Trump presidency. Mr. Sussman's lawyers called the allegations misleading and irrelevant and said the data predated Mr. Trump's inauguration. Gordon. Thanks, Mike. The brief filed late Friday digressed into details that had not been raised in the indictment. Attorneys with the special counsel's office wrote that Rodney Jaffe, a cybersecurity consultant, exploited non-public White House data from his former company's pending government contract in order to find damning information about Mr. Trump. Okay, that's slightly different than what most of the narrative is that the information that was uh, gleaned about uh, President Trump was um, public. That, you know, somehow if you knew how to dig on the Internet, and Chris had alluded right. to that, if you knew how to dig on the Internet, you could find that. The Wall Street article, the Wall Street Journal article they're quoting, I'll just read a few paragraphs. It's like 99 paragraphs long, and that's not an exaggeration. Anyway, uh, this is from today. It says, legal memos filed in recent days in the case against a former lawyer in the 2016 Clinton campaign, Michael Sussman, reignited disputes over special counsel John Durham's continuing probe into the origins of the FBI's investigation into ties between the Trump campaign and Russia. Late Friday, Durham said in a filing that his office would show Mr. Sussman ha in the trial that people affiliated with Donald Trump's Democratic opponent, former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, worked to exploit non-public Internet traffic data. Okay, well, actually, that's what uh, the reporter said there. Responding Monday, Mr. Sussman Sussman's lawyers called the allegations misleading and irrelevant and said the White House data predated Mr. Trump's inauguration. The dispute revolves around a highly technical analysis of Internet data traffic by security researchers in late 2016 and early 2017. Such data are frequently shared in the cybersecurity community, and obtaining it doesn't require any computer intrusion or special legal permission, though it is technically proprietary. The data only show connections between computers and don't reveal content of communications, and nearly all Internet users generate such data as they use the web. Mr. Sussman has been indicted on a charge of lying to the FBI in a 2016 meeting and has pleaded not guilty. Mr. Durham's new allegation in the case revolves around technical matters, and the filing didn't provide extensive detail. Some of Mr. Trump's supporters see the filing as implicating allies of Mrs. Clinton, lawyers for Mr. Sussman and others involved in the research. They say the claims are groundless. All right. Now, this article is much longer. I'll be more than happy well, to know, share it with folks if they um, want the whole some thing. Some of the people who don't like this Durham investigation say, well, lying, lying, you know, that's no big deal. And yet, who is that general that had his whole career and life ruined be, was on Donald Trump's staff because he lied um, to a federal, to the FBI? Can't remember his oh, name. I don't know. Lying to the FBI, even if it's incidental, is a lie. Is crime well, same as lying to Congress? You're not allowed to lie. If you're not under oath, you're not to, allowed to lie. Unless you use alternative facts. Well, Bill Clinton lied under oath, you know, and he paid a penalty. He was impeached for it. He wasn't convicted, but he was impeached. 
All right, so uh, th- those are some of the elements we have here on these uh, important topics. We'd love to hear from you. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. I'll put this up here for you, Joe. Right. It's says, let's see the tax filings of all elected officials. The Pelosi family and the McConnell family have made tens of millions for years off of their positions and the legislation they pass. Biden is a glaring example of the grifting that permeates the political class in D.C. Trump isn't part of that club. He was a threat to it. That's why so many of us like him. We want to drain the swamp, and we can start by moving federal departments to other locations around the country and break up the concentration that bans bans and protects the power players in D.C. today. All right. Good stuff. Thank you. Next one. Move them around. All right. I'm expressing my sadness that news organizations are ignoring what is called the biggest scandal in American history involving the Clinton organization accusing President Trump of colluding with Russia. I subscribe to the Daily Item and see nothing at all mentioned. I faithfully watch ABC's 11 p.m. news every night and have heard not one peep about it. I also understand that ignoring this information on behalf of the Democratic Party is what all the news organizations are doing and why. What are these organizations and the people in general going to say if they find out all these findings made by John Durham are totally correct? What are they going to say about it if these people include Hillary Clinton and, I'm sorry, what are they going to say about it if these people to include Hillary Clinton and Biden security advisor Jake Sullivan end up going to prison for putting or pulling this real insurrection off? I just look for President Trump to be totally vindicated. I also cannot wait to hear the excuses as to why the news isn't being followed. This is just not right. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Mike from Bloomsburg, go right ahead. Yeah, hey, good morning. You know, I think that this uh, Durham investigation is just basically the start of the mask coming off the Democrat Party. I mean, if, you, if we go back to the bridge collapse here uh, in Pittsburgh, you know, our governor came out and turned that right into something political while there were, you know, we still weren't sure whether, you know, people survived or not. And, 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 and that's what he was. He, he was political when people's lives were on the line. And that, that just shows what he really is and what the party is. Well, how did he, and, how did he, before first responders got there, the governor was saying... Well, no, when the, when the, when the first responders were still uh, in progress, still working and all that business... He, uh, he, 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 said, he said that, you know, this is, a, this is why, you know, we need to have the, uh, that way, we, we, need to have, uh, we need to have this bill passed. And the bill would have, uh, you know, prevented this bridge from falling down. Well, the, the, the truth of the matter is that bridge was a city bridge, and it was not the responsible uh, of the federal government. So he turned it into something political, rather than saying something terrible happened, and we have people working on it to make sure everyone's okay, blah, blah, blah. Now, that's just one point. Now, yet, if, there's another uh, hearing and in, in investigation going on, and that is the failure in Afghanistan. And from what I'm hearing, the reports that I'm seeing and hearing, they're saying that this administration that we have right now told one lie after another to try to shift the blame on this failure to Donald Trump and everybody but the people that were absolutely responsible for the failure. And, and to me, that's not making any headlines. We're not hearing about that, but it's happening now. And the Democrats basically wanted to get everything out of there by the September the 11th. That was a political date, not something that had to be cast in stone. But that's what they did. 
They made mistakes, and people died because of that. And then finally, the third thing, over 100,000 males, primarily males, between 18 and 45 have died of drug overdoses in the last year. Most of those drugs have come across our southern border, and we have an administration and a party that is aiding, abetting, and facilitating the invasion of illegal aliens across our border and the drugs that they're bringing with them. And they are putting future political gain in front of American lives. They should be doing everything they can to control our border, yet they're turning it into a mass migration facility and moving people across this country and the drugs that go with them or the, or the fact that they allow this massive immigration flow across the border and it hides other drugs that are coming in. So I, I think that people are finally waking up. I mean, let's face it, look where Biden's approval numbers are. What, 34%? Okay, you know, really, 34% is a pretty low number. That If this was Donald Trump, we'd be the bottom of every hour. So no matter how hard <laughs> the media tries to cover for this guy, I think people are, are, are learning. And the only thing that's going to save the Democrat Party in this coming up midterm election is probably if they can harvest enough votes from people who, who don't know what day of the week it is, <laughs> and, uh, and they'll be voting Democrat for sure. Well, you're right about one thing, Mike, and I agree with you. There, there were no end of stories about President Trump's popularity declining when it was declining. You don't see that many stories in the mainstream media about Joe Biden's popularity declining. I don't think President no, it, Biden or Trump's yeah, ratings really went super low. I mean, he, they, they started out low, but I don't think they plummeted or anything. Yeah, they they went down. No. Right, they went down, well, they, but that's yeah. normal. But there were uh, my point drip, is there were endless drip, stories yeah, about it. Every narrative, mm-hmm. every story, every lie that was put out about him, every little thing that was blown up into something to distract from the progress he was making, his numbers went down. And the reverse is true with Joe Biden. Every negative story that comes out, we find out about uh, documents, the sound of the documents being ripped when Donald Trump rips them up. You know, that's big news. <laughs> it's it's or just one them. thing after another. These people have Trump derangement syndrome. Mm-hmm. That's true. But, I mean, in the end, I'd like to know the truth. I'd like to know, if, you know, for absolute certain fact, whether or not Donald Trump's campaign colluded with the Russians. I don't think they did. There's no evidence, no proof. I'd like to know whether Hillary Clinton's campaign, you know, spied on Donald Trump and tried to create a false narrative. I'd like to know the truth. Whatever it is, wherever it leads, I'd like to know it. Well, if I remember correctly, wasn't the Mueller investigation done, and at the end of the day, they said there was no there was no collusion, and then uh, the, that guy added something kind of strange. But this does not exonerate him. In other <laughs> words, they're not they're not filing any charges, and he they must said have there was no something. collusion. But it doesn't exonerate him. I mean, yeah. that was unnecessary, but it was the narrative that carried the day, rather than the news that Trump didn't do anything. So right. it, again, it's just one you know one narrative after another, drip, well, drip, drip. To brainwash the American people, and you know, I I don't believe it's working, but I, I think the rat the rabbit's in there, and I think the uh, Democrats are going to find a way to pull it out of the hat by one way or another. Let me, whether it's uh, 
Let me, let me try and be fair to Bob Mueller for a minute. I mean, if you if you came to believe during the course of an investigation, and these are legal people, and they can't charge you if they can't make a case that will win in court. I mean, they won't charge you if they can't make a case that will win in court. That doesn't mean there isn't a fair amount of evidence that indicates something bad happened. It just means they can't prove it beyond a reasonable doubt in a court of law. You know, so I don't blame him for putting that caveat in there. Um, yeah, I think it's a prudent thing to do, but still, it leaves a cloud over somebody's head. And if you can't prove it, you should say, we have no proof that we can bring before a court of law that will convict this person of doing anything wrong. That's the way I would have well, said it. Joe, you, you, just, you just laid it out there perfectly. What you said made a lot of sense. It was reasonable. People could understand it. But that's not something you can put in a three or four word soundbite to brainwash the American people. Well, they had to, he didn't he didn't make that saying up himself. The people that are manipulating the American people made sure that that keyword with the tricky phrase was put out there and that's what people remembered. That's what I remember. Nobody Nobody heard what you suggested, which was possibly the truth. And if, if it was the say. truth, that's the way it should have been said. All right, we got yeah. you. Thank you so much, sir. Thanks nice for calling mind. in. You're Appreciate up. your you call. Take care. 1-800-795-9565. We'll have time for a speedy dialer to get through. We're going to talk about the Sunbury Motor Company momentarily. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark, 1-800-795-9565. we got our slate of callers to help us wrap up the show. I want to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. I had an opportunity to drive a Bronco Sport, which is a smaller Bronco, not the big one. They can't get any more of the big ones because they're all sold out. You can get on the list, but, uh, yeah, they're sold out. But anyway, the Bronco Sport, you don't want that big one anyway. You want to get almost 30 miles to the gallon on the highway with the Big Bend version, which is like the mountain climbing version, or the Outer Banks version. You can drive in the surf down at the Outer Banks if you want to. We'll send that down there with Kevin when he goes down there. Or you can drive around in the Badlands version. That's the one I like. That's got the lift kit already on it. It's got the 2.5-liter EcoBoost motor. Still getting 28 miles to the gallon on the highway. It's it's super ready to install a snorkel on it. It's got a roof rack and dark-tinted windows and a moonroof, and it's a gorgeous vehicle. And these are small SUVs. They get great gas mileage but are ultra 
rugged. It's the Bronco Sport from the Sunbury Motor Company and the Ford Motor Company. You can still get these. I know I told you some vehicles are sold out. There's still plenty of these available, and they got the allocation if you want to build one for yourself. SunburyMotors.com is the website. Please do as I've done. Go to Sunbury Motors. Drive a half a dozen vehicles plus a big dump truck. <laughs> well, about eight feet or so. But anyway, I made it go forward. Well, that's more than you did, Joe. I so know. Don't <laughs> scoff, you scoffer. All right, SunburyMotors.com. All right, Chris, we're going to give you your 60 seconds, and then Al, go right ahead. Or first, Chris. Okay. Uh, the Mueller report did list several instances of uh, potential obstruction of justice charges against Trump. He was prohibited by by uh, the Department of Justice policies that wasn't a law, but just a policy that was made up to get Agnew out of office that he couldn't recommend, he couldn't make indictments or criminal referrals uh, for uh, prosecuting Trump on those charges. And, uh, well, that's about it. He had the evidence and he thought it was sufficient that they would do something or Congress would investigate and they didn't. All right, we got you. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you for the additional information. Al, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. You got about 90 seconds. Okay. Well, thank you. Uh, it you're breaks down to Trump wasn't allowed in the club. And and that last statement that they gave was you'll never be in the club. And the club I'm talking about is the Washington DC club of the lifetime politicians. They got rich and got their millions, and they never got their hands dirty. Trump got his hands dirty. Trump was out there in the field. He has all kind of holdings, and he has all kind of power, so they couldn't eliminate him like they're trying to eliminate these truckers uh, by attacking their banking accounts, and anybody that's going to help them, we're going to get your banking. Uh, We're going to freeze your money. Did you ever watch that movie with Will Smith, where what? the state went after him so bad? No, uh, I know what movie. I think I know what movie you're talking about. Hitch. <laughs> it's called Enemy yeah. of the State. Enemy Thank of the you. State. Enemy. Enemy of the State. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that's the kind of power they got. All right. And that's gotcha. what he was dealing with. And since he was a big guy, he could handle it. All right, we got you, Al. Thank you. Call back tomorrow. Get your list organized okay. and Thank ready. You. And We'll go from there. One of our listeners, obviously enjoying the show, says the clown car is full. The top is down for all to see, <laughs> says Tom. I think we've been dissed, Tom's Joe. the driver. I, I'm so <laughs> exposed. This is WKOK Sunbury.